Welcome to RemoteOffice.fm episode 51. This show is about the future of everything. The story behind how technology could shaping our lives easier. I'm your host, Lima Hayati. In this episode, we talk with founder of SafetyWing. SafetyWing is monthly subscription insurance. Their latest product is global health insurance for digital nomad. It's for people who work on internet and live abroad. This episode is brought to you by Upside Down. Introducing Forever. The world must innovative and recommended skincare. 100% organic, risk-free. Only one drop on your face every night. In 30 days, you will live forever. Change your destiny forever. Remote Office FM present Upside Down Comedy Fiction Series Mischievous Technology Mixed Parallel Dystopian Society Comes with Six Stories Premiere September 18 Only on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you listen Now, let's listen our talk with Sondre Rush Hi Sondre, welcome to Remote Office You have such amazing background. You founded freelance platform called Consus and Global Safety Net, SafetyWing. And you are also former policy advisor, Parliament of Norway. Why you change perspective from providing freelancer a job, then move into supporting safety net for freelancer? Because there's our freelancers were from all over the world and there are different systems in different countries. Um, so... For a year, we tried to get someone else to start this company. We knew that someone had to solve it, but people were very reluctant to take on that challenge. So in the end, we decided we had to do it ourselves. And then uh, we, a year ago, we started Safety Wing. And now three months ago, we launched, we launched our first product, which is a global health product for digital nomads. That means people who work on the internet and live abroad. And we plan to add many, many more products in the future, in the near future, until we have a complete global safety net. Is it your personal experience and your background influence you to create safety wing? Yes, so absolutely. So my, I've always been interested in building and improving our systems to work better. I mean, that was why I, I worked with policy, especially specifically on labor and social policy uh, for the government of Norway. And... Uh, And that is a fairly well-run government and a functioning society. And still there are huge rooms for improvement. So my background in having studied a little bit of both economics and some computer science and having done that in the, the government and then gone out in the technology field, I think gave me a sort of a, a bit of a unique background to be able to uh, see the problem and, and also to see the solution. Because, you know, having created government systems. Uh, I know that they're not magically different from, you know, something that you could create in civil society or even in a company. Uh, it's essentially rules, it's protocols. And uh, insurance systems are, is a big part of the function of governments. But, you know, as the world is changing and people are starting to not rely as much on their local labor market or local countries, but instead work on the internet and be more mobile, I think uh, the world has to adapt to that. And, and, and that's what I try to do. So basically, what type of insurance you provide? Is it medical 
or is also include with the travel insurance? Yeah, so this first uh, product is, well, the people who buy it mostly buy it because of the medical portion. Uh, but it, it also, the reason we also added some travel features is that we wanted it to be a complete substitute for what people had today. And what many people use today when we asked them was uh, they essentially use travel insurance, you know, as a bit of a hack. So that was why we included it. But the next product, which is going to be a bit more of a premium one that you can have also in your home country, that will only be on the, on the medical part. The medical part is the most important part. Yes, it is helpful to get a, like a new phone if you lose that one. And, it's, and we are actually adding a certain add-on only for computer and phone because that is important. That is, after all, you know, the, the work uh, equipment that people who work on the internet have. Mm. But a medical expenses is where you can get completely ruined. If you're traveling and you get sick or injured, you have no control over the medical expenses mm. and you can get in real trouble if you don't have insurance. And that, that's the most important part. How does it actually work? You apply from your home country or you can apply when you travel? You can apply when you travel. Oh. Um, so you can just... Uh, as you're out on the go and you can just sign up and it's activated immediately and it's a monthly subscription it's it's quite low cost compared to alternatives 37 dollars a month so you sort of activate the subscription or you buy for the number of days you need and uh, and yeah and then if something happens uh what you do is you the easiest thing to do is to go on the go on the website and, and we have this search thing you can see find hospitals or doctors nearby which is in our network. So you can go to any hospital or doctor, but if you go to one you find on the searching on the website, they will already have your information. So then you don't have to pay and get your money back. You don't even have to do anything. They just bill us directly. So that's the easiest, like most pleasant experience, I think. If they're at low cost, how you charge when someone claim for the like emergency, like Flip up or car accident? Yes. So uh, the way that you can imagine, like, how does insurance work? It's kind of like a group of people with a common pot of money. <laughs> and that's essentially how it works. So the, you, you put everyone in a group, let's say you're 100 people, and you put the money in the common pot. And then the cost is the average of what average takes out. That's how insurance works. And... So why are we so low? Well, well, a very important reason is that our customers are very healthy. That's a very important reason. And why are our customers so healthy? Well, because they're very young. So it turns out that people who are in our demographic are 93% are between 18 to 39 of our customers. And the biggest predictor of health is actually youth. Almost all health expenses is actually connected to being being old. So that's just, that's the reason why it's so, so low cost. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So may, maybe that's the unique part of the safety wing or there, there are another. Yes, that, that does, certainly does help. At least it's, uh, it, it, it makes it, it makes it a very good deal, right? That, that's what it does. So how you convince Tokyo Marine into your father? So Finding Tokyo Marine was just a blessing. Um, oh. We had to 
the, the, the way we found that is that we found two insurance experts, Paul Duchette and Brian Hardin, who were kind of senior veterans in the industry. And they helped us find Tokyo Marine. And Tokyo Marine is a, a very established, uh, respectable company. Yeah. You know, a company that enjoys a lot of... Um, a lot of admiration in the industry. So, but they're also, you know, they're, 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 they're careful and conservative and, you know, because it's an old company, like it's over a hundred years old Japanese company. And, and, uh, they saw, I think in us, they, they, because of the relationship they already had with, as well as that they, what they told us that they think that thought that we had identified here a new segment that didn't exist before and that we had the capabilities of reaching them. So that was why uh, they decided to, to give us a, a chance, and that's, they've been tremendously helpful in uh, getting this. They're one of the few companies actually in the world that has the infrastructure to sort of globally distribute um, the product that we wanted. Um, what do you think about the future of insurance <laughs> related uh, to the freelancer location independent? Yes, well... One thing that is obvious to me, but I'm not sure if most insurances would agree. I, I would say that the future of insurance uh, should be global. So today, almost all, all insurance is nat- nat- nationally or regionally oriented. And that ha- you know, has mostly historical reasons. So, uh, yeah. But today, the, the, I think the appropriate groups, risk groups you could call, are to be found across boundaries, across borders, and are, you, you know, you separated by other things like occupation. Uh, so, so I think, uh, but this is a very difficult transition for the industry to make because regulations are national. Uh, but the future of insurance, I think, is definitely global. I also think it's simpler. So another big difference, uh, direction we have made compared to other insurance companies is that the trend in the insurance industry is to sort of say, tell me everything about you and then I'll give you a price just for you, right? That's the common way. And we try to say, well, that seems good, but it actually is, it makes it very complicated to buy insurance because you have to make all these choices and provide all this information. Sometimes so it's, it's bundling with pension. Yes. Yeah. Often bundles as well, but and and we actually do want to do that. But but the point here comes with personalization versus complexity, where we are aiming, we are putting a lot of emphasis on simplicity in our product. Like that's why no one else can say our product is thirty-seven dollars a month, right? And, and the reason is that it's so complicated <laughs> what the price is. Um, no one can say we have a monthly subscription. And it just goes on or a subscription-like uh, product. So, and, and, and we have the same price for all countries. Like these are not, these are things that came very through us oh. with a lot of work and where we're different from all the others. And, and that's um, simplicity. And, and that I also think is the future of insurance. I think the insurance will be global, much more s- simple, like other great online products, you know, like, like you expect yeah. your Like you Spotify. buy five products, yeah. Yeah, or Netflix, like you expect it to be simple and just work. Dropbox, or you know, all of these modern internet products are simple. Apple products are simple. And then uh, a third thing I think about the future of insurance is that 
I do think that insurance can't be this kind of faceless mega corporation in the future. And the reason is that I, I do think that at least our role as insurance company also has to be a, to be kind of a community where you feel that because uh, where you have your, or where you're being taken care of is actually a very personal thing. So you, you want it to be high quality, but you also want to experience care and that you kind of have some kind of relationship with the other people in your group. So, so we are working a lot about how we can make sort of care accessible and for our users to build a network with each other. Um, so, so that's community. So you could say, what's the future of insurance? I think it's global. It's much more simple and it has some element of community in it. So you mentioned about community. You also mentioned about uh, first country in the internet. What does it mean? So your community, yes. yeah. So the first, this idea of the uh, first country on the internet, that comes from as when we started thinking about the community and we went a bit deep and we started planning out what what that meant. Well, we thought we should definitely have a both an online and offline presence. We should have events where people can also find... Uh, on the long term and we're even in the short term, we're talking to co-working spaces to make these embassies, meaning gathering places in the big nomad cities. And as we started to develop that, we started to find that if we manage to build the complete product we want, which we're kind of modeling a bit on the Norwegian social safety net, then we're actually providing a big portion of what people today rely on countries for, certainly in Western Europe. So I think that as we become global and online in a way. Many of the things we used to rely on our country on, we, not, we, may, we may now rely on something else like safety when can if we succeed. Uh, so the idea is that we are doing some things that used to be the domain of countries, but we're doing it on the internet. And we just have to add a few more pieces there, like embassies or maybe like a passport, and then we're the first country on the internet. <laughs> What the next big things you want to achieve with the safety wing in yes. the five till ten years? The next big thing we want to achieve in the next year already is savings. is is the money part of the equation. So now we're doing the insurance and health, but we do know that we also want to make reduce income volatility and make savings product. But in order to do that, we've found that we have to create something which doesn't exist yet, and that is a truly simple global bank for freelancers, digital nomads, doesn't exist yet. So we, but we have not found a way. How about N26? I think that's new bank of freelancers. N26, N26 does that, but it's not uh, what I would call completely global, meaning oh. anyone in the world can't easily sign up with an N26 account. Transfer-wise? Um, Transfer-wise is in a certain number of countries. I believe it's 46 oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, they expand yeah. country by country. Yeah, like Stripe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stripe, same thing. Revolut, same thing. So uh, PayPal, same thing. PayPal uh, has a big PayPal network, but that's not really yeah. bad. Yeah. So and the way these they expand is exactly limited by this. The problem we we also faced, which is almost all countries have individual sort of know-your-customer identification rules. They're very, they have deposit insurance and mm. because they have deposit insurance they have very strict rules for who can open bank account because they're, they're, the government is insuring them yeah. for free of so they can't just let anyone open bank accounts because they have deposit insurance and all countries in the world 
basically yeah. has the same thing. There are a few exceptions, you know, some, you know, tax haven, something like that. Anyway, there are some regulations are coming out in the EU in January that opens yeah, up for a new yeah. category of bank account, something called value storage accounts, which is essentially the same as a bank account. So we are working with an, uh, actually a Norwegian bank, uh, and that allows us, just with a passport identification, to open up a bank account for anyone. Um, it's not unlimited, but it's like up to like a normal like $25,000 uh, like a savings, like a checking account level. And then we can connect, do everything automatic in, with API. We can even issue, and we can have accounts in any currency without cost, and you can issue virtual Visa cards to all your accounts. It's uh, like blockchain. No, it's almost like blockchain, except it's in the sort of old infrastructure. So it, I think this is an exciting opportunity, and I do hope it comes to fruition. There are, I should say, there are. We have, while we have this agreement to working with them, there are of course things to figure out. But that will be our big achievement next year. Is it uh, already launched? No, no. So the regulation becomes active in January. We hope to have this uh, product launched in the middle of next year or end of next year. Fantastic. Back to the first point. <laughs> What's yes. the best advice if people want to join Y Combinator and succeed? So if people want to join Y Combinator, I think... So there are essentially two big ways to get into Y Combinator. It's essentially either you have growth or you have a kind of a spectacular team working on something that can be absolutely enormous. So there are like two, you can, two big ways. Uh, so if you don't have the second, and it's by spectacular, I truly mean spectacular. Like one of you have a PhD in the field you're in and the other is like previously successful entrepreneur type thing, like really impressive. And you're working on something which is an extraordinary technology. So if you don't have that, the way you get in is growth. And the growth is 10% per week for three months. So what you do is that you apply once. So just apply right away. And then in between then and the next time, you, you manage to get 10% weekly growth going after the application date. And then you apply again. And then I think you will get it. So because that, is, then you have like, they, because they track when they get multiple applications and they track the change between time. And, uh, and, that, and, and that's a super strong signal. And then the other thing, of course, you need to do is, uh, so I've read many people's applications because they sent to me and asked to give feedback. And the biggest thing I always say is that they write way too complicated and they it's too much sort of bullshit. Uh, so you want to really... How do really you know which one bullshit and which one the, that will be bullshit? <clears throat> which, how do I know what is bullshit? That's a really good question. I mean, it's like that's something I've developed over time, I suppose. It's, it's like, uh, it's unnecessary. It's superfluous. Like, you know, when someone describes something and they throw in adjectives, Like if I were to say, like when I was describing our next product, I wouldn't say what it is, but I would just add on that. It's the greatest, most fantastic banking product. Like it's the large, right? It's like that wouldn't add anything. So it would come across as, well, it's superfluous. You could cut it down and say it much simpler. Uh, and that, when you say things very short and simple, that's the main thing I would say, the hardest thing people do to mess up their work on application is to not be short, succinct. And, and that makes you also come across confident and clear in your speech, which is something they're looking for. They're looking for something. And that also indicates that you're smart because you're able to identify what is, what is the essential pieces. And you're good at communicating because you're able to say what is the key and explain what you do in words that people understand. And it makes you come across confident because you don't have to hide what you actually do <laughs> right you're just say you're stating it and like this is what we do and 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 that so that's 
all of such key boxes. Right? They're looking for people who are formidable. The formidable people are confident and smart and, and able to communicate very well. I would say that's the other main thing. So, uh, but write the application the in practice. Yeah, the product part. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. So what they're looking on with product is that it's something that is interesting, essentially, right? So you don't want to be doing something that a lot of other people are doing. Like, don't make some. If you do, then you want to do it in a new way, right? So if you're doing something other people are doing, like I don't know, a parking app or something, don't do that, please. But but you know Juzero? Juzero? Yeah, I know Juzero. Yeah, but they're successful then going down. Yes, yeah, no. So, so it's, you're not guaranteed a success that way, but I think you want to make something that's new and interesting and that has, that people want and potentially many people want, but not in the short term. So you want to, so that's essentially the, I would say, summary of the white combination thing. And then in addition to that, you have to, uh, prove that people want it. So how do you prove that people want it? Well, that depends. The best way is that people have given you money for their product right, voluntarily. And then if you also have some kind of evidence that they love it, then you're really golden. So, so that's, that's the proof. That's the evidence that you bear on it. And if you have those things, your product is new and interesting. It has the potential, even though it's not the first product, it's not for many people, but it's potential to be for many people it, with further expansions. And you have some evidence that people love it, uh, you know, then your product is looking fairly good, I would say. Terrific. Great talk, Sandre. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you so much for listening this episode. If you want to know the latest updates from SafetyWing, you can check out their website, safetywing.com, or you could also follow them on Twitter at SafetyWing. Likewise, you can also follow us at Remote Office School. Stay tuned for the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe our new show, Upside Down, prepare on September 18th on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you got your podcasts.